0: At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part Community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all, it's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church.
1: The Beach Community Church where you'll find real people with real problems serving a real God. Well, I think spring's here. It's nice. No more cold weather. Just kind of muggy, but I'm excited about it. Uh, it's just... So much better than being cold. If this is the first time you've been to Crystal Beach Community Church, you'll notice we do not pass out offering plate. But if God puts it on your heart to give, there's a white box in the back. You can drop it in there on your way out. And we also have another way called a QR code. Uh, Sitting on the front row, you won't see it, but uh, behind every seat is a deal like this. You put your camera up there on a smartphone it'll walk you through and show you another way you don't have to go to the box and you can just put it in here save it on your phone and uh, another way to give while you're at the at the back back there if you wouldn't mind, put your name address email address down so we can keep up with you here at crystal beach community church and we have a very uh important ministry it's uh prayer ministry where if you have a prayer uh For yourself, a family member, neighbor, stranger, put that down on a piece of paper. It'll go on a monthly email distribution where hundreds will pray daily until they get healed. Any praise reports this morning? And kate has got a few All right, I'm still drinking my coffee.
2: Today was the opening of the coffee shops. Hey, Tui. So we, I mean, it was a huge success.
1: So... uh, Christmas Beach Easter sunrise service, April 17th. Put that on your calendar. Always a big, big deal, and uh, every year it gets bigger and bigger, and the music, and it's unbelievable. Men's Bible study meets up at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning, and we are in the book of Matthew in chapter 7. So if you haven't ever made it out, uh, you're never too late. You'll have a good time. We spend one hour only, Drink a little coffee, and uh, just fellowship, have a good time. Tonight, uh, every Sunday night at 6.30, Pastor K is leading uh, the book of Revelation. And probably get close to about halfway through there, four or five more weeks left. Uh, right at Easter, I think, is when it ends. But, again, if you haven't attended, there's about 46 people every Sunday night that attend this. And then plus there's uh, several people on Zoom can't make it out, you can hook up with Zoom and you'll see the live Bible study going on. <clears throat> AA meets three times a week, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then al tonight at 5 p.m. And I think that uh, covers everything, so if everybody wouldn't mind, stand up and we'll join our wonderful praise and worship team.
3: Give up passengers coast to coast, faith is the key, and Jesus the answer is hope. Talking, don't need no you You're just there.
4: She was talking to Jesus She was talking
3: to Jesus She's been talking to Jesus
4: Over all of her life. Mama used to drag me to church Sunny mornings and Wednesday night. Levi jeans huh, cowboy shirt Or oh, I could have up a slide. This Sunday You'll thank me For having God in your life Yeah, I know she was right I know my mama was right Now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking
3: to Jesus
4: Yeah, my mama was right Now I'm talking Jesus. Well, I love talking to
3: Jesus. And I'll be talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus
4: What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus oh, 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 oh. Now I've got three of my own, man Trying to raise them up right. My youngest is 14 well, Man, I know what that was like Trying to deal with the drama, trying to deal with questions of life. I've been looking for a way to show him just how to make it alright. Then he walked in my room while I was saying my prayers the other night. He said I'll come back later. I tell you, you got a lot on It's not an interruption. You couldn't have picked a better time. Cause I was talking to Jesus. Come over and give it a try. Now we're
3: talking to Jesus. He's talking to Jesus I hope he's talking to Jesus For the rest of his
4: bad time to start. You just have to sound, don't have to sound pretty. Just tell me what's on your heart. Because it's not a religion, it's more like a friendship. Just talk to your father, like you are his And I'm
3: talking to Jesus, just start talking to Jesus. You can talk to Jesus whenever you like. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. to
2: words that song is Jesus is the answer for the world today oh my gosh right now as we get to come in here and just worship freely there's people in Ukraine underground having church and worshiping you God, we lift them up to you right now in Jesus' name. God, we pray for this world right now in Jesus' name. Oh, God, you are the only answer. It's not a political answer. It's not a power answer. It's not a tyrant answer. You are the answer, God. Thank you, God. We praise you, Lord just want to say thank you we get to come in here and worship and pray and if we're not praying for our country now we never will be we never will oh God we lift up the peninsula to you I'm excited what's happening here it's all you God God has nothing to do with what we do. It is your presence that changes things. So when we walk in your presence, we're changed. Not halfway, not one step, but when we walk into your presence, we're totally changed. God, I know that people come here today with stuff. I came here today with stuff. Prayer warriors, if you want to come, But if you came here today and need prayer, we have people here that will pray with you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good, God. You're so good. remember clearly when I was in my car at my job and you told me clearly that I could talk about you inside those gates instead of just in my car that was just remarkable to me give us boldness in our workplace that we can talk about you that it's just not at our house that we speak up Hello, hello, my kid, I like it when my kid shows up, I'm a little high on coffee, so uh, so I don't know if y'all gonna run out of here today or what, because I had two cups of coffee and I didn't even know what's going on, we're glad you're here, you could be anywhere but you're here. Jesse, thank you for your shining church this morning. Thank you. Anyway, on Tuesday night at 1028, Tuesday night at 1028, I'm sitting in front of the computer going, All right. If you're ready, I'm ready. He tells me he's ready all the time. So if you're ready, I'm ready, Lord. Let's do this. 1028 at night, I guess we can start this sermon. What you got? Download to me. And boy did he. He started off with a post. Terry Ward does a great job on all of that. It's a huge ministry. She put Job 33, 4 up there. The very breath of God is in you. The very breath of God is in you. So I just started sitting at that desk going, God, if your very breath is in me, how is that? How is your breath in me? How did you breathe into me? How do I feel your presence from that? So we started speaking. In My spirit and I thought and it's late, but here we go. So Paul wrote that all scripture is breathed by God. Second, Timothy three 16. It's remarkable. Oh, you got it up there. Y'all are just all about it, man. Like we're like city folks up there with all this technology. <laughs> This is a remarkable phrase about the breath of God, and it provides us a look into our intimate relationship with him. I'm telling you, there's a relationship Well, there's no relationship, then there's a relationship, and then there's an intimate relationship. And past the intimate relationship it must be face to face while we're in heaven i don't know but if you have an intimate relationship the breath of god it's a remarkable phrase about the breath of god provides as a look into the intimate relationship with god between god and his word this verse also is used sometimes when people are just correcting the word somehow but let me tell you god don't need it his word doesn't need correction no need to debate that It's not a no need as is for God. So the Bible is, I want to focus today on what God was. I mean, what Paul was saying in second Timothy, it's so good. It's the word breathe and a breath is something soft, uh, intimate, unless you're a big snore, but let's forget all that. We don't want to hear any of that stuff. Okay. But a breath may be quiet. It's also a sure sign of life if you're breathing. God's breath is God's giving life to you. And so the giving of God's breath suggests the reflection of his likeness. How could that reflect his likeness? Because consider the creation of the world. All living things were made according to its kind, Scripture, according to They're kind except for one, and that's humanity. When God made man and woman, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, Genesis. And how did God do this? Well, it's easy because the Lord God formed this man, and I say this all the time to you, but, I mean, I want you to get this. And I've said this probably 50 times. God wanted a relationship. He just wanted a relationship. So he formed this little clay ball and dust, and he he formed it all together, and he made little eyes and made little arms and made little legs. And I've told you this so many times, and he picked up those little arms and breathed life into Adam. His breath, his very breath started life. He breathed into him, and he came Out of his nostrils the breath of life. And this man became a living creature at that point. So here in Genesis we see the association between the likeness of God. And the breath of God. And even on Calvary. Let's look at Calvary. Jesus was hanging on that cross. Bearing the sins of the whole entire world. Mine. And yours. Hanging on the cross. And when it was finished the gospel of Mark and the gospel of Luke. Both said that Jesus his last breath. But a connection still there. Jesus' death was for our sins, our atonement for our sins. And the final breath tore that veil and everything changed. Here again, we see the breath of God corresponding to the very nature of God. You're going to get this later on. His breath is his very nature. It brings things alive. Just his breath brings things alive. The breath of God given to us does not mean that we're not our own gods at all. We are his. We are his. And on the contrary, if we come to see how we as God's creation made His, were made in his likeness and was given his breath. That's a sobering thought right there. Not our breath. It was his breath. It all started with the creator of the universe breath. Consider a few passages. Behold. You have made my days a few hand breaths. And my lifetime is like nothing before you. Is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Psalms 39.5. And how about Job? Job finally got it, didn't he? In spite of what his two weird friends were doing, he got it. And he says, for my days are a breath because he understood how important was the breath of god and the source of life the breath of the almighty god we can visualize how small our lives are compared to the almighty god our lives are everything we strive to do to work for it's a single breath of god i have a friend breath is so important right now i'm talking i talked to her a lot because her mom is dying and i said how's your how's your mom you know uh my mom's funeral is this saturday and uh I said, how's your mom? How's your mom? And she says, well, it's just, I don't know about the breath. She totally understands it. I said, she said, I'm so scared that she's going to die when I'm like right there. And she says, at night, I can't see her breathing at all, okay? So every night I put a mirror right here on, on her face. Just to, when I'm asleep, I just put it over there because I can't tell if she's even breathing. That breath is so important to maintain life at all. The breath of the Almighty gives life. This is true that it moves people from nothingness to to life. The Christian life is a life powered by the breath of God. Transforming people. Paul's phrase in 2 Timothy 3.16. Notice how he says he's breathed upon by God. But breathed, he's not breathed upon, he's God breathe. God's word is God's breath to us. Ezekiel thirty seven fourteen. I will put my spirit in you that you may have life. And I'll settle you in your land, and then you shall know that I am Lord. I have spoken, I will do it. How about that for talk? I have spoken and I'll do it. So let's start off with the introduction of the Holy Spirit. It's found right in the first chapter of Genesis because the earth was formed without, without forming and, and, and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. And in the very beginning of Genesis, you'll have God's Word and Jesus. You have God the Father and you have the Holy Spirit and all the Trinity was showed up on the scene just with that movement. The interesting part is in the Hebrew for spirit what it means. We almost get a little spooky talking about stuff like this. It's not spooky to me. I was raised on talk like this, but it gets spooky to you guys when we start talking about Holy Ghost. But the Hebrew word for the Spirit is ruach, ruach, and it means air in motion. It's the same word for breath. So the Holy Spirit is also the breath of God. The ruach, the air in motion, the atmosphere changes just by the breath of God. It also means life by resemblance to breath, air in motion. It means spirit because the spirit is air moving and filling. And that's where we get the translation. And the Hebrew word contains all kinds of different meanings. If we just leave it with our English word spirit, we're not even have a clue of what the word spirit means. Like, are you filled with the spirit? Yeah. I mean, you don't even know what that means. I'm born again. I'm filled with the spirit. All is good. I mean, the very breath of God is in you when you're filled with the spirit. It's not just some spirit floating around like we think. It's everything. The breath of God is in you when you're filled up with the spirit getting back to that first chapter of genesis if the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the deep and god said let there be light when you speak it's through your breath that the words will take form just imagine that god is speaking his breath comes out and when his breath comes out you have the word of god let there be light and that's where the gospel of john says in the beginning there was a word and the word was with god and the word was god because the it is God because it's the breath of God. It's his very being breathing into that. Today it always oh, separate, but some things we think it's this and some things with this and God is this, but he's not this. I'm telling you, he's everything. He's all together. His, he's not all in different things that boxes that you put him in. He is the box. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and and saying words like when you get into the Greek behind that, the Greek word also means air, breath, breeze. And again, an analogy of spirit. The wind blows where it wishes. John 3, 6, I think 60. I'm not sure. Do y'all have it up there? I don't know. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it goes. So everyone who is born of the spirit. Back to creation and back to Genesis. You've got to know this. Because when you know this, it changes everything for you. It did for me. Maybe not so much for you. When I totally got that the breath of God is everything, when he breathes into me and I get that Ruach, it means that every breath I take is him. Not just on Sunday mornings from 10.30 till uh, (laughs) 1. Don't freak. (laughs) The God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life. And the man became, like I said, a living being, a living soul because of the breath of God. The same thing happens when we're born of the spirit. When we get reborn, it's the very breath of God. In the Gospel of John, where he's given to his disciples the Holy Spirit, he says, God breathed him and gave them breath. And he said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. When he said that, he breathed on them. When he breathed on them, do you know what that even means? When he breathed on the disciples, it means he breathed his Holy Spirit on them. So it wasn't like I don't know, I need to go back to fishing. I need I miss my wife. I don't know, I think I'm gonna just go back. No, once he breathed and he was they were filled with the spirit, there was no turning back. Their lifeline was him. Obviously, because they were all brutally murdered except John, who had just enough time to write the book of Revelation. There was no going back because they understand they understood that the breath of God was everything. It was God. It is God. The Holy Spirit, the breath of God. When you get that kind of analogy, you now understand the better what the attributes of that is. It's no longer something spooky, but it's something very close to you. It's close to you as your very breath that you're breathing. You become aware of every breath that you're breathing. The Bible says in him We live and move in our being. I love the current praise song. You're the air I breathe. Michael W. Smith. Your holy presence is in me. You're the air I breathe. Because at your presence, with every breath, I know that's your presence. Please get this. It will change everything for you. We can literally breathe in the presence of God and be filled with Holy Spirit with every breath that we take. Jesus didn't just breathe into the disciples 2,000 years ago. Every time we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's God's breath in us. Just imagine that. It's not a one-time thing, one thing. I think Christians think it's a one-time get saved thing. It's a one-time baptism in the Holy Spirit thing. It's a one-time thing and you're covered. It's not like that. It's every breath you breathe, you're covered. Every breath that you breathe, you're covered. We got that in Acts chapter 2, but we failed to go on to Acts chapter 4 because that's where they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It says very clearly in Acts 4 that they were filled with the Holy Spirit as they were in a prayer meeting. It says after they prayed, the place, the very place that they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So it's not just Acts 2, it's Acts 4, it's Acts, it's Revelation, it's on and on and on. We don't have to walk around this. That there are some moments that we're filled with the Spirit and some moments that we're not. Newsflash every moment you are. No matter what your actions may be, you're still filled with the presence of God. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? We can be continually filled with this presence. It all has to do with how you think about it. And if we actually think it, that it's Him, we live and move in our being. That's a very breath as He breathes in. I want to, I want to take you through that. I think Christians now more than ever need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Born again, filled with the Spirit. It's the very breath of God. Need to be filled with his authority. Really need to have the power of God working in their lives. We live in the most perilous of times. It's just not a time for us to take off our armor anymore. I'm telling you, we are living in the days that every breath you breathe, you should be and feel in the presence of God. I tell you, I tell you not to watch the news, but how could you not right now in this week? I mean, my, just a second. This week. I read that when all of everyone was evacuating Ukraine, they had to separate the men who chose to fight, and then there was the women. Just a couple of days, it was 22. Let me tell you about Ukraine. You might not know this. I mean, it's the size of Texas. Just to get you, uh uh you know, it helps to kind of know how what you're talking about. So remember the mad dash out of here when a hurricane was coming just from here? Imagine the entire state of Texas all leaving at one time and the borders are closed and the lines are so long and the pregnant women couldn't make it. So right now, they're hid out in a bunker where they can't even say a peep, giving birth to their child by a nurse who volunteered. There's been 22 babies born during that time. Lights have to be off and they can't say a peep. I'm telling them we're living in perilous times. Every breath you breathe will be praying and seeking and loving God. That is his constant reminder. He didn't have to give us breath for life. But he knows that that's a constant reminder because we have to breathe. And we have to breathe. You can know that it's his breath in you. And it turns into prayer. One time you'll remember. And then two times you'll remember. And pretty soft, soon your breath will become prayer. It's hard to imagine. But it can happen. Psalms. 150. It turned to the last book of Psalms. I mean like what is it? 150. Yeah. Jeff you got that? Or whomever. It is the last and this is praise. Psalms song, okay? Psalms were written for song. The last Psalms, the last chapter in Psalms says, Let every breath, right? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we're a thing, and we have breath. Let every everything that has breath do you know even the animals praise the lord because they were created by him let everything that has breath praise the lord everything every critter everything that has breath praise the lord but we sit here sometimes and just breathe and breathe think that we got that breath somehow we were created and just got it as a bonus deal. You know, the breath was just kind of extra or something. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In Exodus chapter 6, after Moses complains how Pharaoh had increased Israel's workload and refused to set them free. And Moses was begging all the time. God appears to Moses. And reiterates his promise to take Israel out of Egypt and bring them to the promised land. Finally, because they were worn out and they were tired and they've been doing this for 40 years. And finally, finally, God's timing is perfect. There was a moment when Moses was so, this is crazy Moses would, would say that. But here he is. And he said, what's your name? Like, what's your name? He asked the creator of the universe, what's your name? Because he'd been talking to him all this time. God was gracious enough to answer. And the name he gave is recorded in the original Hebrew as Y-H-W-H. Y-H-W-H. H. As part of this message, God tells Moses that his name is YHWH. Even though they never shared this name with any of the patriarchs, any uh, no one else except Moses on this moment. God tells Moses that YHWH. Exodus 6-2. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am YHWH. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai. But I didn't make myself known to them by my name. The text is clear that it's only four letters. His name is only four letters. But we can't say these four letters. There's not a sound. We can't pronounce his name because that's not a sound at all. And God knew that. It's a great significance marking a new era of ancient Israelite history. But it has no explanation of the meaning at all. Over time, we're the ones that added A and C in there. So we pronounce it Yahweh. Like a breath, Yahweh. You told Moses that your name is Yahweh. Listen close. Scholars and rabbis have noted that that WHWH represent, listen close. You might have read this. Breathing sounds.